From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck. I love those truckers. RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Open lines this hour. And uh, I mentioned that I have some audio. uh, I've come prepared with tape. If you come from the analog world, as I do, we used to say about radio producers that would go out into the field and bring back some great audio. You bring back great tape. Of course, it's all digital now, but uh, I've got some clips for you. Audio that I grabbed off of Instagram. Actually, it was the mighty Aphrodite who was on Instagram and saw this half-hour video by Dr. Ryan Cole in Idaho. And uh, what he had to say was it was pretty commonsensical stuff about vitamin D and how we should be treating COVID patients therapeutically with vitamin D. But what he says, for some very strange reason, doctors in North America, for the most part, are not doing it. He calls it practicing therapeutic nihilism. And, uh, you know, I happen to know a doctor up north, Dr. Patrick Phillips. You may have seen him on uh, Twitter, Dr. P underscore MD. And uh, he's a small-town family physician and a lover of freedom. And he comes on and uh, sort of counters the narrative that we're hearing from many other doctors. And he's with this group, Concerned Ontario Doctors. Anyway, he was telling me that in the ER where he is, in in the ICU, he's not allowed to prescribe vitamin D to COVID patients. And so I asked him, I said, that sounds ridiculous. What happens if the patient demands, right? Isn't it the patient supposed to be in control of the treatment and he says well it has to be approved in that case by the i guess the icu the head of the icu and he says he hasn't met one yet that will prescribe vitamin d so you know here we are and they're telling us now in fact it was on the front page i think of the toronto star there's not much we can do at this point folks they're saying with covid there's not much we can do uh, to treat the patients They put them on ventilators and, I guess, in some cases, steroids to reduce inflammation, but not much. Anyway, uh, I want to introduce you to Dr. Ryan Cole. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, And uh, these, first of all, let's establish his bona fides. This is Dr. Ryan Cole in Idaho. Um, Yeah, Dr. Ryan Cole, I uh, run Cole Diagnostics. It's one of the largest... uh, independent laboratories in the state of Idaho. Started it 17 years ago. Um, I'm a Mayo Clinic trained, board certified uh, pathologist, uh, board certified in anatomic and clinical pathology. So yes, I have expertise in immunology and virology. Um, I also have subspecialty expertise in skin pathology. So I do a lot of skin cancer diagnostics as well. I've seen about 350,000 patients in my career. Uh, We've done about 100,000 COVID tests in the past year, so it is right up my alley, and so I'm not just blowing smoke today. This is my area of expertise, so I want to be able to share with you today actual science. You know, we get a lot of politics from one side, the other side. I'm not here to offend one side or the other. I'm here to speak data, and the data speaks the truth, and so I have no agenda. I just want people to understand one, how, what public health messages have we been missing? You know, what treatment should should be available to everybody? So I've only read maybe 6,000 articles in the last year. Only seen, you know, like I said, 100,000 patients. Okay, so that's Dr. Ryan Cole introducing himself. And I should point out that this was taken down 
from Instagram, but uh, we grabbed it before it could uh, before it disappeared. And then I uploaded it to my private YouTube channel so that I could just simply share the link with friends and family. And then YouTube tore that down and told me, you know, tisk tisk, don't do that again. Uh, and then if I did post it again, they would suspend my channel. What is so controversial about vitamin D? Anyway, uh, so then I posted it to Rumble where it still sits and I have the link and I've been sharing that with friends and family. In fact, as a public service, if there's any of you that would like to see this video uh, about controversial vitamin D, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Anyway, uh, send me an email through the website. Go to strangeplanet.ca. There's a contact page and I would be happy uh, happy to share that link with you and you can see this. But uh, here is a Dr. Ryan Cole talking about who is at high risk? Six to nine month life cycle. And no matter what we do, they're going to do what they do. And then they're going to fade. What happened to SARS? What happened to MERS? What would what did we do to stop them? Nothing. They did their thing. Um, average uh, COVID-19 death age 78.6. Average age of death in North America every year, 78.6. That's fascinating. Um, what are what are our highest risk factors? Obesity. Low vitamin D levels, advanced age. 90% of deaths in the state have been over 70 years of age. That's the at-risk population. We have stopped our society for something that's taking people that are already at that death risk age anyway. The virus is fragile. These are just little tidbits. It's fragile. It doesn't live outside. UV light fractionates it, kills it, blows it apart. Ventilation in the wind blows it away. It is insanity to wear a mask outside. It is absolute insanity. And that's, and that's science. That's science. There is not one study that has shown any super spreader event to have occurred outside. They have all been indoors with poor ventilation. All right. There you go. Uh, just a little tidbit, Dr. Ryan Cole. And um, all right. So I want to talk about now. I want you to hear him rather talk about um, vitamin D. This is this is the the important one here. This is Dr. Ryan Cole talking about vitamin D. Oh, how how dangerous this is to talk about vitamin D. All right. Biggest lost message on this entire pandemic is vitamin D. There is no such thing. And if I can give one message to all of you for every winter and autumn for the rest of your lives, there is no such thing as flu and cold season. There is only low vitamin D season. Vitamin D, every cell in your body, every nucleus has a receptor for vitamin D on it. 2,000 genes in your body are controlled by vitamin D. 5% of your body's genome controlled by vitamin D. It is the master key to your immune system, the master key. If one has a level in mid-range, you cannot develop a cytokine storm. Data shows what kills people? Cytokine storm. If you are in mid-level range, you will not die from COVID because you cannot get a cytokine storm. So we don't just have a viral pandemic. We have an international vitamin D deficiency pandemic, i.e. 70% of the world is immune suppressed. 70%. 70 to 80% of all Americans are immune suppressed because they are D deficient. 82 to 88% of nursing home patients are D deficient. Who's dying at the highest rate? Nursing home patients. 83% of African Americans, 70% of Latinos, 72% of Native Americans, 47% of Caucasians are insufficient and 70% are, are, are deficient. And well, 47% are, are deficient, 70% of Caucasians are insufficient. 
Um, 80% of all hospitalized patients statistically are vitamin D deficient. 96% of people in the ICU are vitamin D deficient. If you are D deficient, you are immune suppressed, you are susceptible to the common cold, the flu, coronavirus of any sort, bacterial pneumonia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The best mask of all is a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system does not occur if you, if you don't have D in normal range. Well, how do we get D? Sunshine. You know, we synthesize it through our skin. Um, above the 35th parallel in the world or below the 35th parallel for four to five months of the year, you cannot synthesize vitamin D through your skin. The older you get, the harder it becomes as well. Vitamin D is critical. Every Idahoan, if you do not supplement, you are vitamin D deficient. You are immune suppressed in the fall and the winter. So here's a good map of the 35th parallel. Anybody above that line is vitamin D deficient all winter long. Did you get that? If you live above the 35th parallel, well, we're way above the 35th parallel, right? We're parts of Canada above the 44th parallel. We can't get vitamin D through our skin outside in the sun in the fall and winter, which coincides with cold and flu season. Isn't that interesting? So just to repeat what he said earlier, there's no such thing as cold and flu season. There is vitamin D deficiency season. Uh, all right, I will play some more clips uh, of Dr. Cole throughout the hour, Dr. Ryan Cole. And again, this was taken down from YouTube. Ask yourself why. Vitamin D we're talking about here, folks. This is not controversial stuff, but now it is, apparently. So, and then again, we look at these headlines. There's nothing we can do for patients. And I, and I, I, I knew, uh, or I know someone uh, who, uh, who came down with COVID. And that's basically what she was told. You know, wh- you know, why go to the hospital? What can they do for you there? There are no therapeutics. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was this was a story out of Buffalo or Batavia, which I guess is near Buffalo. And uh, a judge there has ordered a hospital to treat a coronavirus patient with ivermectin. And if time permits, I want to play a clip about ivermectin as well. So the state Supreme Court, this is uh, New York, right? New York State Supreme Court Justice has ordered a Batavia hospital to administer the drug ivermectin to an 81-year-old COVID-19 patient. The case involving John W. Swanson, a farmer from Stafford in Genesee County, is the latest of several in which judges have ordered local hospitals to give ivermectin to patients suffering from the virus. The drug is used to treat other ailments, but is not yet approved by the federal government as a COVID-19 treatment, right? This is off-label. Ivermectin is uh, used to treat parasites. Your vet probably uses it to deworm, deworm horses and dogs and so forth. So Swanson, now get this, Swanson, again, 81 years old, was on a ventilator and on death's doorstep at the United Memorial Medical Center when doctors there gave him one dose of ivermectin on April 1, according to an affidavit filed in court by attorneys for Swanson's wife, Sandra. Quote, after that one dose, one dose, he started breathing on his own. He was taken off the ventilator and was making great progress, according to attorney Ralph C. Larigo who represents the Swanson family with John F. Muneer. Then the hospital refused to give him additional doses. 
They give him one dose. He's off a ventilator after he was pretty much written off. Then they refuse to give him an additional dose. State Supreme Court Justice Frederick J. Marshall issued an order on April 2nd directing the hospital to give Swanson four more doses of ivermectin. As of late Friday afternoon, his attorneys described Swanson as stable. I definitely think it's the ivermectin that's helping him, Sandra Swanson told the Buffalo News, but she said she's upset and frustrated that hospital officials would not allow her to visit with her husband. They held the phone to his ear. And I read him a long list of people who are praying for him every day, about 20 people, but I need to see him. While ivermectin is not yet approved by the Food and Drug Administration as a treatment for COVID-19, many doctors, including some in Western New York, are offering the drug to their COVID-19 patients. A hospital spokesman, Veronica Chaisey, declined to comment on Swanson's case. All right, so you're not going to get ivermectin up here. I don't believe doctors are allowed now to prescribe it, which is interesting. It is available online, interestingly enough, from various veterinary uh, places, and you could order it. Ivermectin's been around for, what, 40 years? I believe it won the Nobel Prize. It's an it's a, it's a, um, antiparasitic, but it also apparently works on viruses. It's a molecule. It doesn't know the difference between COVID and, and, and other things. It just it destroys viruses. But they will not prescribe it. And they will not prescribe vitamin D. So, let me give you an update. Oh, and let me also, just uh, once again, mention the phone numbers. If you'd like to talk about anything tonight, 416-360-0740 in the greater Toronto area. 416-360-0740 and toll-free 866-740-4740. And if uh, Ryan, who's running our live stream, Ryan, if you want to pass along some comments from our um, our YouTube live chat members, you betcha. And uh, uh, who else do we have? Kiora12 and Yway, of course, Anella, John Porter, Sigma6, Solar Warden. Uh, if they have questions or comments, please post pass those along as well. Um, but I want to just – here's the follow-up. Here's the follow-up. After the judge ordered the hospital to use experiment COVID-19 treatment, the woman has recovered. A judge ordered Millard Fillmore Suburban Hospital last week. This is the se- a second case where the, ju- where the courts had to intervene because the doctors would not prescribe ivermectin. The judge ordered Millard Fillmore Suburban Hospital last week to give a COVID-19 patient an experimental treatment. And her family and attorney said they believe that saved 80-year-old Judith Smenkowitz's life. The drug, ivermectin, a pill sometimes used to treat children with head lice or to uh, rid dogs and cats of worms, is not yet approved by the federal government for use against COVID-19. But Smenkowitz's son and daughter call it a miracle drug in their court papers. So do her attorneys as well. This lady was on a ventilator. Here we go again. Literally on her deathbed before she was given this drug. Larigo told the Buffalo News about Smenkowitz, a Chictawaga resident. As far as we're concerned, the judge's order saved this woman's life. 
Larigo said one doctor at the hospital allowed the patient to be given the drug, but, but after she had been given one dose, another doctor at the hospital refused to allow further doses. Why? When someone's at death's door, what is the harm in trying something like this? They just dig in their heels. State Supreme Court Judge Nowak sided with the family and ordered the hospital, ordered them, a court, ordering the hospital to resume treatment. Dr. Thomas Russo, one of the region's leading experts on infectious diseases, said he was glad to hear that Smenkowitz is doing better, but he said people should never jump to conclusions about ivermectin or any other drug based on one patient's outcome. (laughs) Ha ha, one patient. Well, as we'll hear later from uh, Dr. Uh, Ryan Cole, four billion people have taken ivermectin, four billion people, not not since COVID, but since it was first introduced in the market. And I believe he said maybe one or two deaths attributed to ivermectin because they had, they later discovered a genetic disorder. So those are pretty good odds, right? One or two out of four billion. Uh, all right. 416-360-0740-866-740-4740. And uh, what do we have here? We have a couple of minutes. Do I have time for another clip? I think I can. Uh, I want to um, play this one. I think I've got time for this one. Uh, this again is Dr. Ryan Cole from Idaho, a pathologist. <laughs> naked thinking you're getting sunshine from october through march like this fine gentleman here in the snow and the amount of vitamin d you will synthesize from october through march outdoors running naked in your tutu is zero absolutely zero if you do not supplement with vitamin d in the winter time you are immune suppressed next please most insurance companies in idaho and northern states do not pay for a vitamin d test unfortunately other countries, Scandinavian, test their citizens twice a year. They supplement 35 foods on their food shelves with vitamin D. Why is Finland, Norway, Sweden doing so well? They take care of the public health of their individuals. They know that this is public health message number one for their immune health, so they do something about it. Uh, 80% of Americans also are magnesium deficient. Our soils are depleted. Vitamin D and magnesium play a fine dance. You need them both to work together in order to have a functional immune system. We're also zinc deficient, 70 to 80% of us in this room. Diet, 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 diet. What you eat matters. It affects your immune health. Um, obesity is drastically reduces your ability to get vitamin D into your circulation. D is a fat-soluble vitamin. The heavier set you are, the more it goes into your fat and not into your circulation to stimulate your immune system. Uh, normal D levels also decrease colon cancer, breast cancer, thyroid cancer rates, depression rates, suicide rates. Eight out of the ten highest suicide states are northern-tiered states. Go figure. Because vitamin D, it's not a vitamin. It's a pro-hormone. And again, it affects thousands of genes in your body. You get a D level up to normal, you decrease risk for all of these things, not just COVID. Next, please. All right, most physicians, unfortunately, don't know how critical this is. This should be public health message from the pulpits of Washington and the pulpits of every state. Where we're pulling our hair, henny penny, this guy is falling, oh no, oh no. What really matters is, 
look, if you have a healthy immune system, you have a healthy population. And we are not emphasizing that. It's, oh gosh, mask distance, there's nothing we can do. It's our, there is something we can do. Give the right message. And the right message is you can take control of your immune health. You can do something about it. You know, what goes into your body does matter. Um, public health officials have ignored this critical message. Um, normal D levels decrease your COVID symptom severity at risk for hospitalization by 90%. That's the world data now. There have been a lot of placebo-controlled trials that show this all around the world. It is scientific fact, not just a correlation like a lot of doctors will say, oh, gosh, that's that vitamin stuff. I'm like, no, it's an essential part of the human body. It is an essential pro-hormone that your body naturally makes in the sunshine from spring through summer. Only a couple hours a day. We can get into that later if there's questions. Because there's only about a three-hour window a day without your sunscreen. Don't tell the dermatologist that I serve. You need to be outside for 20 to 30 minutes during the spring and summer to get natural vitamin D. In the fall and the winter, you need to supplement to boost your immune system. There you go. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. More from uh, Dr. Ryan Cole. Your calls and comments right here on the, The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right. Welcome back. I want to get to some questions and comments from the YouTube live chat, and then I'll play some more clips from Dr. Ryan Cole. And based on what you've heard so far, can you figure out why this is being taken down by YouTube? It's very strange, isn't it? Big tech. I think we now know whose side they're on. This is sinister. This is absolutely sinister. This is common sense stuff. Vitamin D. It's science. This is not some hocus pocus, you know, new age stuff. He's got the data. Uh, You Betcha in the YouTube live chat asks how I view the order not to leave home, given that most infections now are people in tight warehouses and food processing plants. Shouldn't we refocus and help them? Ah, well, yes. Um, You know, that's that's the influenza preparedness plan that was put down in 2014. And I think all the provinces had a similar plan. You focus and this is the Barrington Declaration, right? Again, not uh, this is not uh, controversial stuff that the Barrington Declaration is proposing. Focused uh, care. That's what the influenza pandemic preparedness plan was all about. You focus on the most vulnerable and you let the rest of society get on with their life because it's not, uh, it's not a health emergency. It's a public emergency. So you have to deal with all the different facets. You have to keep the economy running. That's what the pandemic, the influenza um, preparedness plan talked about. The need to keep a society up and running at all costs. And they threw that out the window. I guess it's the fog of war, perhaps. Let's be charitable and say that's what it was. They got a little confused and they threw the plan out the window. A perfectly good plan. It's like SARS never happened. It's like this is all somehow new. Yes, the the virus perhaps is some novel, but it's a coronavirus. They've been around for millions of years. Uh, So, yes, we should be focusing attention. This is the greatest policy blunder. Imagine if these folks were, were around during the Second World War and they were organizing the war effort. Boy, would be in trouble. 
we would all be goose stepping right now. The the ineptitude is is titanic to my mind. These folks are a menace. They constitute a menace. Uh, Robert asks, uh, "You're one is wondering whether I am fasting for Orthodox Easter this year." Well, thank you, Robert. Yes, Orthodox Easter is uh, is I think it's about as late as it can be on the calendar. Of course, uh, the, uh, the what do you call the other Easter? Um, the other Easter, Catholic Protestants. Uh, they celebrated Easter, obviously, early on, earlier on. And our uh, Easter Sunday, Orthodox Easter Sunday, is May 2nd. So we're still um, in Lent. And yes, I am, I'm fasting as best I can. Uh, I've given up dairy. And uh, it's difficult for me to go meatless for 40 days. I don't know whether it's my blood type. Uh, but also with my schedule, I just, uh, I am not mentally sharp if I give up meat. So I try to do the strict fast, obviously, the first week. And then Holy Week, we'll do the strict fast. In between, um, I, I, I guess I cheat a little bit. That's the truth of it. Um, but I just, I feel I need to do what I need to do for my, for my health. And uh, for, my, for mental clarity, such as it is. Such as it is. I think we've got uh, our friend Skip on the line from Connecticut. Hello, Skip. Welcome. Yeah, hi, Richard. Great job, as always. Um, you know, the, this, the origin of this was the United States. Uh, they had these uh, so-called vaccines for the uh, spike before they had the virus which they created in the labs here and in Wuhan, China, with Fauci being the mastermind. Well, so, I don't know about any of that. I can't say, I can't yeah, speak to yeah, that. Let me uh, tell you uh, also that's about a speculation. Two, two more remedies uh, that you can get yourself. One is melatonin. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic uh, in Ohio about eight weeks ago said that it's a preventive to a good degree. And if you get it, it's a prophylactic to a good degree. Uh, it knocks off the most damaging protein. Uh, I can get it locally for $8. That's melatonin. And you can cross-check that with articles already on it in Google Scholar. Not regular Google, but Google Scholar. That, about how it's been used for influenza successfully in all types of strains. Similarly, quercetin, that's Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. It's in apples, onions. You get that supplement. That also is a weaker form of hydroxychloroquine. You can get that yourself. And you can also cross-check that in Google Scholar. There's studies saying it's an obvious blocker of influenza multiple strains. So that that's something you you can get yourself that works in many cases that they're not telling people about. All right, I appreciate it, Skip. Thank you. The point is here is we're alone, <laughs> not surprisingly, right? Right. The government is not the cavalry; they bungle and um, make things worse by and large. We are on our own, so you've got to take care of your own immunity. All right, you're in charge of your health. You're in charge of your immunity. And I'd be curious if anyone has been in hospital um, with COVID and whether they've asked for vitamin D and what the response was. 
And can we get the courts involved? Huh, I don't know. I don't know. My faith in, in government institutions at all branches of, of government uh, are falling faster than a stone tossed into a well. I have to be honest, and I wish it weren't so. Uh, but I would like to, I would love to hear whether someone has been in hospital for COVID and asked for vitamin D and what was the response. Uh, anyway, we're taking here at the uh, the Sarat household, we're taking, I guess right now, about 2,000 international units of vitamin D uh, per day. But now listen to this. I want you to have a listen to our good friend here, Dr. Ryan Cole, who again was uh, taken down from YouTube uh, because I guess he was talking about uh, vitamin D. Here he is talking about our our favorite American uh, high-paid bureaucrat, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And this is what he had to say about uh, Fauci and vitamin D, which is also very interesting. So our esteemed Dr. Fauci said in an interview in November, well, gosh, I take eight to 9,000 units of vitamin D a day in the winter. Yet, inexplicably, that's not a public health message. In a little side interview, I'm like, well, gosh, you know it. You know it affects your immune health. You work for the government and have been in there for 40 years. Make that a message to everybody, please. Did you get that? Let me play that again. So our esteemed Dr. Fauci said in an interview in November, well, gosh, I take eight to 9,000 units of vitamin D a day in the winter. Yet, inexplicably, that's not a public health message. In a little, you know, side interview, I'm like, well, gosh, you know it. You know it affects your immune health. You work for the government and have been in there for 40 years. Make that a message to everybody, please. Dr. Fauci admits he takes 9,000 international units of vitamin D a day. He brags about it. And yet, have you ever heard Dr. Anthony Fauci or anyone, any public health official, heard in the mainstream media who stands up in front of a camera at Queen's Park or in Parliament Hill ever, ever once mention vitamin D. What could it hurt at the very least? It's uh, very interesting times we are living in, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Back with more right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome back. Just a quick programming note coming up next week. Joseph Olson for the full two hours talking about abiotic oil, saying that it is not a non-renewable resource. It is not a fossil fuel. It is produced deep within the Earth's core uh, naturally and uh, and abundantly. And it's renewable, abiotic oil. Uh, the following week is going to be my uh, or Orthodox Easter. So I'll be off and we'll be, uh, we'll be dipping into the audio archives and uh, uh, playing a re-roll. But then, Sunday, May the, uh, May the 9th, and the first hour, Derek Gilbert 
with uh, Skywatch TV. Derek's a fantastic uh, writer and broadcaster, and he's got a new book out called Giants, Gods, and Dragons. Oh, that'll be a good one. Giants, Gods, and Dragons, about the end times. And then in the second hour, this is really uh, an enchanting fellow. He's just a... I don't want to say a, a, a simple uh, laborer. Uh, he's very eloquent and, and wonderful and charming and, again, and again enchanting. Uh, but he is a, uh, just a humble man. He's, a, you know, he's worked as a dishwasher. But he's written a book that is filled with all of these wonderful synchronicities uh, that have sort of followed him around for his in, in, entire life. And he sort of connects some interesting dots. And they, they, uh, they, these cosmic coincidences as he calls them, which is the name of his book, um, seem to revolve around rock concerts and full moons and meteor showers. And uh, uh, Joe Lorendo will be with us in the second hour in a couple of weeks. And then uh, we'll try to get back uh, the, the, uh, the great Joseph Farrell back on the show. That'll happen uh, before the end of May as well. So lots of interesting things coming up uh, on, the, on the program. So let's say hi to so. Uh, well, she's not on the phone. She's in the YouTube chat. Solar Warden, one of the faithful, asks my thoughts on the Toronto Police, among other police departments, showing solidarity with rights and saying they won't randomly approach people. I was relieved, quite frankly, uh, that they did that. Not surprised uh, because the uh, I guess the brass with the various police departments they understand a thing or two about the Charter of Rights, and they know that, that that's just a not a winnable, that's not tenable. You can't go down that road. Uh, so this was, I believe this was the second time our premier had, uh, you know, had tried to uh, cajole the police into doing something that was against the law, right? The Constitution is the law of the land, the Charter. He was asking police to do something that was against the Charter, against the law, and uh, obviously... Brighter minds prevailed, and um, um, so I was delighted that uh, I saw first the uh, the London Police Department said we're not going to do it. Then Waterloo Region Police said no, and then Toronto. I haven't heard officially about York Region, uh, where I am. I believe Halton and Peel also said no. I'm 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 going to assume that that uh, most police departments now across Ontario have said no, but I don't know about the OPP. I, I believe they are still going to um, enforce these checkpoints, interprovincial checkpoints. Checkpoint Charlie comes to Canada. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is uh, the state of things. And, and, you know, I have uh, many colleagues and friends down the United States who are, are slack-jawed with this news. Uh, an acquaintance in California saying, we have to get you out of there. I, uh, I tell you, it's uh, it's scary. I think I mentioned this uh, maybe last week on the program, or maybe not. But um, my dad fought the Nazis in the Second World War, helped liberate Holland in May of 1945, and passed away in 1986 at a relatively young age. And I miss him, but I am, in many ways, I am glad that he did not live long enough. Mind you, he would be 98 now if he were still alive. Uh, but I'm glad he didn't live long enough to see what has happened in our province and in our country after uh, after risking everything to go uh, overseas and fight, as so many did, and so many died. For what? For what? 
It's coming here. All right. Uh, what do we have? Uh, let's see. George is asking, uh, why aren't the hospitals using therapeutics we heard about months ago, such as Regeron, Regeron, that proved to be highly effective? I don't know about Regeron, um, I, and I don't have an answer why they're not using therapeutics like vitamin D, for instance. It's pretty simple. Why aren't public health officials simply telling people at home as a prophylactic, take, well, Dr. Fauci takes 9,000 units a, a day. Why don't we all do that? Why don't we boost our immunity and avoid the Psychotan, uh, is that what they call it, the Psychotan storm that is ultimately what kills us with COVID? If we can, if we can get our vitamin D levels up there, and uh, get out and exercise and get some fresh uh, fresh air because well the other the other problem is if uh, if you're overweight apparently you cannot you're not going to absorb vitamin D the way you should because it's a fat soluble uh, vitamin he doesn't even call it a vitamin he calls it a pro hormone but if you're overweight and we are finding uh, the CDC listed or came out with this report eighty percent. 78%, almost 80% of people that are admitted to hospital for COVID uh, who die from COVID are obese. Isn't that an interesting connection? Isn't that an interesting connection? It is very difficult if you're overweight or obese to absorb vitamin D because it is a fat soluble. And here we have the people most affected, aside from the elderly, are the obese. All right, back with more in a moment and some more from uh, Dr. Ryan Cole right here on The Conspiracy Show while we still can. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, Today I got a package from some great friends of the show uh, who listen faithfully, Andrew and Calum. And I guess Andrew's wife as well. I don't know her first name. I'm apologies. But Andrew and Calum listened faithfully. Calum battled cancer as a young boy. He beat it. He kicked cancer's ass. And I, uh, he stays up late and listens. And both Andrew and Calum, big fans of the show. And they sent me, well, they had purchased a mug from my uh, Strange Planet store. Just grabbing it off the shelf here so I can uh, look at it. It's um, This is uh, also available as a T-shirt, but it's lions do not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep, which is uh, one of my favorite sayings. Lions do not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Anyway, so they bought the mug and then they sent it to me. They paid for the shipping, sent it to my door all the way from Colorado so that I could sign it and send it back, which, of course, I'm delighted to do. And then uh, Andrew has a 3D printer down in Colorado, and he makes some things. And he uh, he sent me a lovely little 3D 2021. And the one, I guess, is a, <laughs> it's a hypodermic needle for the vaccine. That pretty well sums up 2020 and 2021. So anyway, thank you, uh, Andrew, for the lovely card and the 3D, uh, 3D printing artifacts that you sent me. And uh, I will sign that mug and get it off to you in the mail and, and with some other goodies. So thank you for that. And hello to Andrew and Calum and uh, Andrew's lovely bride. All right. I want to play this again, going back to uh, Dr. Cole. And I will get to some calls here and some more of your uh, comments and questions on the in the YouTube live chat. 
Uh, but this is very telling about vitamin D, and he's been talking about vitamin D deficiency. He said, again, to recap, there is no cold and flu season. There's only a, di- a vitamin D deficiency season, which co- corresponds with the fall and winter. Because we're not getting it. If, you, if you're north of the 35th parallel, you cannot get it from the sun. Uh, anyway, here he is. This is a very interesting talking about people with darker skin who live north of the 35th. Darker your skin, the further north you live, the harder it is to synthesize vitamin D. That's why the hospitalization and the death rates in the darker skinned populations, it is not social disparity. It is plain and simple biology. It is biology. The darker your skin, the further north you live, the lower your vitamin D level, the higher your risk for COVID and all other illnesses. So, you know, I understand there are some social disparities in our society and, and, you know, we can't fix that right away, but I hope we're working on it. But the biology of the disease is the darker you live, further from the equator, the less vitamin D you synthesize, the more immune suppressed you are. All right, there you go. Isn't that interesting? We've been talking about or we've been hearing about uh, racialized communities, right? Racialized communities and they're at risk from COVID and it's because of social injustices and social inequities in the health system. And so they, I mean, do they not breathe the same air? Do they, I don't understand. I've never understood that. Yes, there are social inequities in society. And as Dr. Cole said, we must address those and and we're not doing it maybe quickly enough. Uh, There's much to do in that regard. But when it comes to COVID, he just spelled it out, right? If you're darker skinned and you're north of the 35th, you're not getting the vitamin D. It's biology. It's biology, not social inequity. Very interesting. Very telling. All right. We have uh, Karen, I believe, on the line. Karen, welcome. How are you? Good. Um, I've watched, I've seen the uh, Dr. Cole uh, video as well. And yes. I'm so glad you, you played the part of uh, Dr. Fauci. And also the thing about the darker skin, I, I think he said, you know, that they should actually take supplements the whole year because even in the summer it's harder for the sun to get through right um, right darker the skin is okay now the um what i wanted to say was um i take 5000 units of um of the vitamin d or d3 because i think he said the one thing i think he said was that when you just take 1,000 units, which is what the, they typically say on the bottles and that sort of thing, is I think the way he put it is the 1,000 is enough to stay alive. Okay, so that's the bare minimum. Right, right. So um, yeah, that was the recommended dosage, but Dr. Ryan Cole has said, you know, that's it's that's a drop in the bucket. Exactly. And uh, so there we have Dr. Fauci saying he takes 9,000. Eight to 9,000, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. And and so I just I decided to, when you said that you and the and and your your wife and the boys take 2000. I thought mm, I wonder whether I should suggest that they think about taking taking some more especially in the winter. Right. No, you're probably right. We should probably up that. I mean if you can take up to, you know, 9000. Let me read you. This is uh if I can find this here. Um Oh, I got, I'm on the wrong, I've got too many WhatsApp accounts, but this is interesting. I want to find this. Okay, here we go. Uh, a randomized 
clinical study on vitamin D, randomized clinical study on vitamin D among the many research papers. This one is called Campbell. Campbell cites showing that vitamin D is significantly beneficial in combating COVID-19. It's a study called Vitamin D Reduced Risk of ICU Admission 97%. This is a peer-reviewed study. Vitamin D reduces risk of ICU admission 97%. The study occurred at a university hospital in Cordoba, Spain, with 50 patients in the intervention group and 26 in the control group. No intervention. Intervention group patients, those with COVID-19 receiving the vitamin D, received, get this Karen, received the equivalent of 30,000 international units per day for the first week and 7,600 international units per day thereafter. The, The control group received no vitamin D. As the study itself says, the results were astounding and highly statistically significant. Of the 50 patients in the study group, only one or 2% of the group required admission to the ICU, and nobody died. Of the 26 control group patients who did not receive vitamin D, 13 of them, 50% of the group, required admission to ICU, and two of them died. But again, listen to this, um, this protocol. Uh, again, this is the intervention group. Those with COVID-19 that received vitamin D, they received the equivalent of 30,000 international units per day for the first week, 30,000 IUs, and then 7,600 IUs per day thereafter. What do you make of that, Karen? Because I think like, we lo- from, oh, yeah. from what I understand, like the, you cannot overdose on vitamin D. Okay, so that's well, the 30,000. I mean, don't, don't ordinarily or every day take that much. Right. Because it's, it'll just be peeing it out, but... Um, or. But, um, I mean, obviously, it it shows, doesn't it? 30, indeed, 000, indeed and, it does. And then they went down to 6,000. Yeah, so I, I take five to 6,000. Do you take um, um, the um, liquid or, or, or... They're gel capsules. They're gel capsules. Okay, because um, if you... I usually take the liquid because one drop is 1,000 IU. So mm. I take five drops. Right, right. So it okay. would be much, you know, if you wanted to go to to up it to five or six thousand, uh, to me, um, I mean, I, that makes, those, I think that's a good idea. I, I think that's a good idea, Karen. To, Thank you. Yeah, drop, 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 and there you are. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the point. We're on our own, folks. Uh, for whatever reason, they've run out of ideas. All they can say is mask up and stay at home harder. So it's up to us to take control of our immunity and take care of ourselves And again, the offer stands anyone uh, who would like to hear the complete video from Dr. Ryan Cole, a board-certified pathologist trained at the Mayo Clinic, who uh, by his own said he read 6,000 articles this year alone, has treated, you know, tens of thousands of patients with COVID, and has had tremendous success uh, with uh, vitamin D and ivermectin. I'll save that one for another time. Um, Just email me. Through, go through the website, strangeplanet.ca. There's a contact page there. Strangeplanet.ca. Contact me through the website. Ask, just put vitamin D video in the uh, subject line, and I will, I'll, uh, I don't care if it takes me all day to respond to all of them. I need to get this out there. It's vitamin D. This is not, you know, this is not controversial stuff unless you happen to be in the ICU with COVID and you ask your doctor for it and they say, no, you can't have it. Can you imagine? Can you believe this is happening? 
All right. Um, I guess that's it. We are done. So uh, my thanks to Ryan for the live stream production, Carlos for technical production back next week uh, with a brand new program. Dr. Uh, or sorry, Joseph A. Olson will be with us. Abiotic oil for the full two hours. We'll talk about other things as well. Uh, in the meantime, don't be afraid. Take your vitamin D. There is nothing concealed that won't be revealed. Take your vitamin D. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. Take your vitamin D. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Take your vitamin D. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Take your vitamin D. Good night.